This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. James Williams is a performance breakthrough coach and speaker. He is passionate about focusing on creating outer world impact through inner world mastery. His passion for mastering physical, mental, and emotional performance in pursuit of his own goals is only matched by his dedication to supporting his clients' belief that anything is possible and available for them. James, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Now, you're in Austin. You have the uh, typical Austin accent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've actually only been here for, for about a week. We moved. Um, but as you can tell, I'm British. I've been in the States for two years now. I'm married to an amazing American lady who's from Columbus, Ohio herself. So uh, well-traveled. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, my mastermind friend lives in London, Sheffield, actually. And I am trying to learn... Uh, proper English, as she calls it. So there's a show on Apple TV Plus my wife and I like to watch. It's called Trying. It's a comedy show. It's based in London. And I got to watch it with closed captioning on. And the last episode I watched, they the, the girl said, are you finished or can we crack on? And I had to pull up Siri. goes, what does crack on mean? Now I know. <laughs> so I'm I'm becoming educated. She goes, and my master friend, I love her. She goes, um, <laughs> she goes, yeah. That's what it means, but I don't say that because I'm posh. I'm like, so I had to go look up posh. So I learned two, two words this week. Anyways, so I'm super excited to have a fellow Texan on the show. And welcome to the great country of Texas. We're glad to have you here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I've been, you know, I've been chatting and networking with a lot of beautiful Texas people before getting here. And I just love it. I, I love the 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 warmth. I love how everyone loves to have conversations and network and how untransactional a lot of that is. People are just interested in you, and, and I and I love that. And it's a it's a Austin's a beautiful town, and we've got some really amazing friends here. So it's a pleasure to be here. Now, have you heard the joke, the country of Texas yet? No, but I can I can I can imagine it. I you know I can see how Texas stands alone and is very proud, and and that's a wonderful thing. Well, the joke is that we just let the other people visit because we've got the cattle, we got the oil ports, we've got everything here. So we can just close the borders off. And so I've been in Texan since 1997. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, Texas is in the country. Wait till you hear a while. You'll get it. So now I get it. So welcome to the country of Texas. Uh, y'all are welcome to come visit, by the way. Just behave yourself because we don't we don't tolerate misbehavior in Texas. All right. So one of the things you want to talk about today which I find very interesting and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. You told me you want to discuss why you believe putting others first is selfish. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> I love this question because it initially may be triggering. Um, so if I a rewind bit. a little bit uh, and explain this, so a lot of us are brought up. I know myself, I was brought up, um, with some wonderful family values. And one of those values was, you know, to, to do a lot of things for other people, right? To be kind, to be generous, to be of service, which I 100% believe. But the way a lot of this was phrased was, you know, to be selfless, right? Put others first. And what I'm seeing as a coach um, in the world of adults is especially uh, parents, especially people who run big teams, who, who are in some form of service, is that they put others first to such an extent that they're serving from an empty cup. Mm. So if you think about, so a lot of, I've worked with a lot of single mothers or a lot of mothers that want to run businesses. 
Um, and this is particularly prevalent uh, among parents because, you know, you're, you're designed to do everything for your children. Put them first, put them first. And I would say to mothers, I'd say, well, listen, do your, do your children deserve the best from you? Do they deserve the best mother, the best father that they can get? And the answer is yes. And I said, okay, so if you're putting them first before you're, you know, filling your own cup, they're not getting you at 100%. They're getting you at 40, 50%, which means, you know, they're, they're not getting the bandwidth and the attitude and the presence and the attention and the energy that they actually deserve. And most importantly, they're watching you. And they're seeing how you take care of yourself and they're going to mimic that. Oh, you know, mummy gets up. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't eat good food. She just rushes food. She doesn't work out. You know, she's tired and exhausted all the time. That's just the way things need to be. You take that forward into your profession as well. And, and I'm sure, you know, you've probably seen this, Mark. The world of leadership has become fuzzy, has become confused. A lot of people don't know what leadership is. I worked in television for 12 years in live TV where there were some amazing leaders and there were people that were called leaders, but really they were dictators. They were, I'm going to rule you by fear because I don't look after myself, which means that I'm unhappy, I'm unenergized, I'm going to take it out on you. And that is unfortunately uh, what a lot of the world has become with some bad leadership or bad parenting. And really it's because they're not putting themselves first. And, you know, if we really look at um, performance, I like to look at performance because I work with a lot of business owners and CEOs and leaders. I like to look at personal performance as a personal business. So you can imagine the business of you. And like a business, your business has profit and loss in terms of energy and bandwidth. It also has um, SOPs, which can be habitual behavior. Now, if I went into the business of me and I'm not putting myself first and I'm bleeding energy and I'm tired and I'm not eating well and my SOPs are all over the place, then my business isn't going to be running very well and it's not going to be serving its clients very well. Therefore, it's going to be putting out a ton more effort for very, very little return. Mm. Ultimately, in a nutshell, we can go deeper into it. That's why I believe that putting other people first is selfish because if you put yourself first, everyone else is going to benefit from you at 100%, which means you're going to have more energy, more time to give the ones you care about, the ones you serve and the ones you lead the best version of you, which is going to benefit them in every possible way. Makes a lot of sense. And of course, if you've ever flown and they do the safety briefing, they always say, put your mask on first before anyone else's because if you're de decapitated not decapitated that's we're not we're not talking about headless on flights if you're incapacitated you can't help other people exactly. i never said decapitated on my show before <laughs> that's very interesting <laughs> um don't decapitate anyone on the plane just saying but they tell you to take care of yourself first so that you can help other people because exactly. if you pass out because you didn't put your mask on, you're putting your child's mask on. Now, how are you going to help your child? Because now you're, you're unconscious. Exactly. And that, that in a nutshell is what that is. And of course, there's lots of bite back from that. Oh, but James, you don't understand. I don't have time is the big one. Time is such a big conversation. Um, I think time is actually one of the most searched concepts on the internet. 
How do I get more of it? How do I do better with it? So if you if we think about what makes us more efficient with our time, it's energy, it's clarity as to what is it that I want to do in this period of time to get the best result possible in the shortest period of time. Ultimately, that is productivity, which I know is really important to you, Mark. That's that's what I do. And one thing I cringe is when people say, I don't have enough time. I'm like, I know you have time. How much time are you spending on TikTok? How much time are you spending on Netflix? You have time. The problem is it comes down to priorities. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you prioritizing? Because look at, I don't care if you're Bill Gates or Tony Robbins or Mark Cuban or you or me, we have the same 24 hours in the day. We do, but they're not wasting their time. And so I, I agree with you. When people say I don't have time, you have the time. You're just, your priorities are all whacked. It's about making the time. And of course, it, you know, I'm going to show a little bit of compassion to those listening that say, are saying right now, but it's not that easy because habitually, if you think about those SOPs of the business of you, habitually, you're running, you know, subconsciously, a lot of the time you're getting up, you've got your routines, and it really doesn't feel like you've got a lot of time. So all I would just say is be compassionate with yourself. Remember, be the leader to yourself, not the dictator. And just say, look, I believe based on evidence, Mark and James are sharing, there are human beings with the same number of hours that we have. So therefore, I know it's possible to do more in less time, right? And I'm going to be compassionate with myself and understand that right now I haven't mastered that and that's okay. So what can I do today to try and make sure that every every ounce of energy that I put out, whether it be physically or mentally, has some ROI rather than busy work, right? Rather than the idea that, oh, I'm productive if I work more hours than that person this day. And instead say, well, like you said, Mark, what are my priorities that I know is going to move the needle today, even if it's only by 1%. And just taking time to figure that out is going to mean that by the end of the day, you what you've done would have would have got some ROI and you're going to feel kind of good about yourself because you would have physically seen some move forward on anything, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a work project, whether it's, you know, mowing the lawn, <laughs> you would have completed something. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Right, and that's why I start every morning with writing out my intentions for the day and my goals. What do I want to accomplish today? And it doesn't take me two hours. It may take me five, 10 minutes, but starting your day and saying, what do what, what are the important things I have to do today? But most people get up and like, well, they're, they're in reactive mode the entire day. Don't look at, you're going to eventually switch over to reactive mode because life happens. So as long as you can, Start in a proactive mode and stay in the proactive mode as much as you can. Yeah, things are going to happen. Kids are going to get sick. You're going to unexpected phone call. The internet's going to drop out. But don't start the day in reactive mode because that is that it can't get better than that. But if you start in proactive mode by stating your intentions, writing your goals out, you have a far likelihood of having a productive day than otherwise. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, human beings, we're reactive creatures. And again, you know, that's not something we necessarily have control over but i do believe there is one thing and one thing only that we are in control of one thing and nothing else 
And I believe the only thing that as human beings we have control over is our response. So we can react. That's a subconscious thing, right? Something happens, reaction. After that, we have the opportunity to respond. And I call that our response ability, our ability to respond as the best version of ourselves. So example, we've all been in those situations where, where someone has said something to, to us that is triggering. And then we're on that knife edge of I could go all in and get angry and react right now. Or I could take a breath and I could think, well, how could I respond right now as the best, best version of myself to move towards a solution here? And that direction obviously takes more energy. It takes a lot of energy not to react and go into angry reactive mode. Hence why we need to put ourselves first, because energy is something we cultivate and generate. Um, and so developing response ability um, is, is a muscle, learning to be responsive. I mean, the world right now is very reactive. Imagine if everyone got more curious and more responsive and just thought, how could I, how could I today respond to what I'm experiencing as the best version of me so that I'm actually helping to create a solution? rather than just reacting to what I'm experiencing and throwing out more negativity. Wouldn't that be amazing? Or even if a portion of our population did that, it would make a fundamental difference. But you're right. I mean, I, I think part of it is people don't know how. Mm. And, and I think the other part is people are comfortable. They're comfortable waking up, grabbing their phone, checking social media, checking text messages, checking email, they're comfortable with being in the reactive mode. And yes, if you are so used to being in a reactive mode, it's very difficult just to switch over to proactive mode. I get that. And you get that. But here's the thing. Decide today that tomorrow you're going to live more proactively than reactively. Will you stumble? Yeah. Hey, listen, I stumble. I, I'm, I'm known as Mr. Productivity. And I, I have bad days. We all have bad days because we're human. And life is going to happen. Mm. But if you set the intention and say to yourself, I am a proactive person, I am a productive person, you're already on the right path. But if you go, well, this is just the way I am, you start blaming your parents and the government and climate change and, you know, the universe. Well, you're not going to get anywhere. That's and I, I think it all starts with setting the right intentions. Of course. Yeah, it's, um, if, you know, uh, a good a uh, friend and a uh, wonderful mentor of mine, Robin Sharma, uh, used to say that if it's not messy, it's not real progress. Yes. You know, think about the world, right? What, what living organism grows and excels in comfort? Mm. Not a single one, right? Growth happens in, you know, in adversity. So if we can change our perspective on uncomfortable we get to get excited by it. Like if I go to the gym and I do what's easy and comfortable, am I going to get fitter or stronger? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it's a perspective thing, right? Oh, wow. This is hard. I wonder what's on the other end of that mm. because the law of polarity teaches us that, you know, the harder something is, the more opportunity for growth. And I say opportunity because it's only guaranteed if you do the work, right? If I work out in the gym Right. Remember, muscle doesn't grow in the gym. The tears and the, and the damage happen in the gym. Mm -hmm. 
the muscle and the, and, the, and the fitness happens in recovery, right? The fueling, the rest, the recovery. So I say opportunity because when things are hard, we have the opportunity to grow if we recognize that and then do the work to implement and integrate that hard work to become better, have our lives be better, have our businesses be better, whatever it is. My favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Steve Harvey. He says, you will never be successful until you get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again for the benefit of the listener. Steve Harvey says, you will never be successful until you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is essentially what you just said. If you want to stay in comfort, well, you're probably not going to make a very big dent in the universe and not at the tip of the hat to Steve Jobs there. You have to get uncomfortable. I don't know a single high performer or a single successful person that didn't get didn't get uncomfortable. Okay, I, I followed Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Oprah, you name it. They've all went through the struggle. They all got uncomfortable. So if you're living in a life of comfort, you're probably not going to go very far, which is essentially you and I are saying the same thing. Yeah, and, and that's okay. If you want to be comfortable, be comfortable. But but then ask yourself, if you're complaining about things not working out, mm. then just ask yourself the question. It's okay. that It's okay to be If you want to be comfortable and you want to watch yes. TV, let's not judge, right? That's okay. That's genuinely okay. And if there's something you're you're unhappy with and dissatisfied with, then just ask yourself, am I willing to get uncomfortable to to move through that, to excel there? Because ultimately you are responsible for what you're experiencing. Hmm. That, you know, I, I cringe when I hear people go and play the blame game. And one conversation I did hear on social media uh, a couple of years ago, Gary Vaynerchuk, who you know owns VaynerMedia, Vayner Sports, VaynerX, one of the most uh, uh, famous entrepreneurs out there, he says everything's my fault. He goes, if an employee who works for someone who works for someone who works for someone who works for someone misbehaves, that's my fault because I hired all those people. He goes, once you accept responsibility you don't have to worry about you're in control at that point. Okay. When you are playing the blame game, now you're not taking responsibility. And so I started taking, I take responsibility. If something doesn't work, I send a link out to someone that doesn't work. I take fault. It. it may be the software I use, but it doesn't serve anybody playing the blame game. I mean, if you come to me before we did this interview and says, well, Mark, the link isn't working. Well, it could have been an issue with the software I use called Zencaster. But you don't care about that. All you care about is you click the link I sent you. It doesn't work. So I own that. And I try to figure out what the problem is. I think there is power in accepting responsibility because when you accept responsibility, you're probably not going to play the blame game. Yeah. And you're, it means you're being proactive. As you said earlier, you have the opportunity to do something about it. You know, nothing's going to change if you sit down and just wait. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. And if you look at you, you're big on high performers, as am I, I don't see a single high performer that got to the where they are by blaming, by being reactive, by making excuses. They don't do that. If you study any high performer, any successful person in the world, that's not how they operate. You know, I'm right now, my season is Grant Cardone. I'm following Grant Cardone now. You know, he's worth over $2 billion. 
He hasn't made one excuse. He hasn't blamed anyone. He takes full responsibility and moves on. And I want to be like that. I want to be like a Mark Cuban or a Tony Robbins or a Brendan Burchard. I want to be like a Robin Sharma. Okay. They don't make excuses. Nice. They do, is every day perfect? No. Do they struggle? Of course they do, but they don't blame people. They don't make excuses. They keep on keeping on. And that is the big difference between the successful and the unsuccessful, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Taking responsibility, moving forward. And remember, all of that takes energy. Yeah, it takes energy, mental, physical energy, to have the emotional bandwidth to not blame, to take responsibility. Hence why putting your other people first is selfish. Because if you're not fueling, if you're not fueling that engine, you're not going to win any races, right? You can't imagine, imagine if you, you, you bought a, a Ferrari. Right, and you had the fastest car on the block, but you were trying to feed it. You're trying to uh, fill it up with moonshine, and you're like, "This car's not working." They said it was meant to be amazing, and I'm just sputtering down the road. It's not working. Well, it was because you're not fueling it, right? You know, spend yeah. the time and the effort to to fuel it properly, and you'll get from it, you know, what you wanted. And it's the same with us, you know. Very true. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a health nut. Okay. Cause about three years ago, my mom got diagnosed with late onset Alzheimer's and I had a chance to talk to a neuropsychologist and I asked him if there's anything I can do. And he goes diet, exercise and sleep. So I, I run every day and I'm 56 and I am, and I know people in my life who I'm in better health with and they're in their twenties, they're in their thirties because of what they feel their body. They don't exercise. They're eating McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're having cookies they're having candy. And like, how are you in such good shape? I'm like, because I take care of myself to your point in the very beginning, you got to take care of yourself. It's not just a cute saying, like put yourself first. It's like, you have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. If you are trying to be like a fitness coach and weigh, you weigh 400 pounds, why would anyone want to follow you? If you're a mother, now mothers are by far the hardest working people on this planet. I mean, they manage the home, they raise the children, they carry a human being in their bodies for nine months. But even mothers have to take care of themselves. Maybe they go for a spa day. Maybe they go out in the afternoon with their girlfriends, or maybe they just veg out and do nothing. And, ha- and maybe the husband brings in a, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a maid or something like that to do work around the house. But everybody has to take care of themselves. It's. I hope that people out of this whole conversation we had today, they get that one point that if you are not taking care of yourself, you can't serve other people well. I totally agree. It's, it's, you know, and this is why I frame it around how your self-care impacts other people, because a lot of people are, are thinking about um, other people, which is great. It's really wonderful. But if you really care about other people, make sure they're getting the best of you. So what are a couple of things that really, I want to get really practical here. Yeah. What are some things that people can do to start taking care of themselves today? I don't care what tips you give us, but I want people, because most people when they listen to a show are probably out walking the dog or out on the run or riding their bike and they have nothing to write with. So I want to give them something really simple that they can grab on hold of and say, okay, oh, I can do that. That's simple. I'm going to start doing that today. Yeah. I'll tell you the simplest thing that probably will have the biggest impact. Um, and let's just start with a day, one day and a day where people at the moment are thinking, I don't know how I'm going to figure out to, I can't, block off that much time, blah, blah, blah. So this will work for anyone. Even if you, your days are full and you don't have any spare time, apparently, this is going to work, okay? So if we think about the beginning of our day, 
We wake up in the morning. You have been lying down all night. Um, your brain has been in a different state and it, you, know, you need to get ready for the day. So what you've got to do is, is get to a place of awareness when you wake up and just say, okay, before I do anything, before I switch on my phone, before I pay attention to anyone else, I'm going to check in with the engine with me and hydrate, move, get my brain to a state of being ready to be active. Okay. And throughout the day, a lot of people tell me that by three, four o'clock in the afternoon, they get a bit of a crash, right? Energy's a bit low, right? So imagine if you're, you know, whether you're a mother or whether you're, um, you know, in business or you work with clients, you work with someone, it wouldn't be very fair if the people that you speak to or serve at the end of your day don't get the same level of service as the person at the beginning of your day. So what can we do to, to even out and create momentum in your performance? Because ultimately that's what high performance is. It's sustained momentum. It's not some crazy hyper energizer bunny, right? It's just someone who has a predictable level of sustained energy throughout the day to be able to be productive throughout the day. So here's where a lot of people go wrong. They start their work and then they just go, 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 go. They're not fueling. They're not, you know, there's all these things happening that are taking them down. So very, very simple trick that you can implement every day is simply called hourly charging. That's it. So what we do is you set an alarm on your phone for every 50, 50 minutes. And every hour you will turn that alarm off and you will undo what you're, you've been doing to yourself in the hour. So let's paint the picture of uh, someone who works behind a computer, okay? So what's happening in that hour? Well, I'm sat down, which isn't particularly good for my body. You know, I get resting cortisol in my joints. Um, I'm not breathing very heavily because I'm sat. I'm staring at a bright screen. I might not be drinking enough. And my focus is very, um, you know, close to me. So my eyes are going to get fatigued. So we undo all of that. And we spend two minutes. That's it. Two minutes. You stand up, move your joints, do some breath work, put your, look out the window so your eyes can stretch out into the distance, drink a bit of water, move around. You could do some tapping. Just do something to wake the body up and then sit back down and start working again. Now, if you do that every hour, you're not going to feel so tired in the afternoon. I'll tell you why. Let's say you start your day at what is 100% for you and you work that first hour and it takes away 10% of that energy. Okay, if I just kept going and I lose 10% every hour, by the afternoon, I'm only going to have half my energy left, right? (laughs) Whereas, and it's a lot harder job to get half my energy back in one go than it is to every hour, just get 10% back. Really easy. You'll barely feel it. But most importantly, you will not feel the decline either. You won't have to have that next cup of coffee or however many cups of coffee you feel like you need. You know, you'll hydrate, you'll undo the, the damage each hour, and you'll feel great. And it means that the client, the, the son, the daughter, the husband, the wife, the, the friend will get the same level of focus, presence and attention and engagement for you at 5 p.m. as they did at 9 a.m. Hmm. Very and simple. Everyone's got two minutes. Exactly. So and what, what I, I take the actually actually a different step, a further step is I tell people to get up like you do. But I say, go outside. Okay, go outside, change your environment. Don't be on your device. Don't talk to anybody. Don't think about anything and close your eyes and do some deep breaths. So I, it's the same concept you just talk about. It's just actually changing the environment you're in that would and be people better. go, 
What if it's cold? Bring a jacket. What if it's raining? Well, don't go out in the thunderstorm. Go underneath the roof. But the point is people go out there and they get on their phones. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, don't do anything. Just relax. And this is simple things that anybody can do. That That's exactly. really great, James. Thank you for sharing that. So where can we follow, go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Well, you can, you can go straight to my website, which is uh, thegrowthedge.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn, James R.S. Williams, CHBC. You can follow me on Instagram, James R.S. Williams. Um, you know, but ultimately, just go to the website, thegrowthedge.com. Uh, you can get in touch with me there. You can, you can, there's a free downloads page with some goodies. You can check that out. Um, just thegrowthedge.com forward slash downloads. And uh, yeah, check us out. Say hi, get in touch, and um, it'd be great to hear from you. All right. Well, James, I want to thank you for being on the show today, talking to you and getting all these insights. Tremendously helpful, both to me and the listeners. So thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.